Hello, welcome back to Barely D&D, a sort of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Micah and I play Craig Dundley. This is episode 7, The Tide of Consequences. It is a level 3 adventure and the date is 3448pb, Tefthar 23. Before we get into it, let's recap this last week's episode. Episode 6, The Wake of Actions. Our trio of neophyte adventurers awoke in room 13 of the warm hearth to the warm tendrils of midsummer sunlight crawling across the oaken floors of their simple, but finely furnished space. Yesterday's tensions had dissipated in some small degree with the relief of sleep, but tensions were not entirely abated as the group considered their next course of action after their robust first day in Pearl of Unsin. Eventually, a consensus was met to travel to a briefly witnessed bookstore in the city's Great Market District. The group wrestled to find the balance of tempers and interests in their new configuration on their way to the shop, wherein Greta fell in love with the array of texts around her. Boz purchased a litany of texts on lingual education as well as a romance novel, while Greta purchased a single text of similar linguistic nature. After insulting the shop's owner, Craig joined his allies and the group departed from the shop to decide on their next stop on their tour of Imsen's largest metropolis. It was there, in the street's open air near the storefront that the party discussed next actions, and it was there that the party's druid and cleric both noticed a slight tacit response from a drowman's body language, indicating that she took a reaction to Greta's mention of the brass company among their ranks. Boz followed the woman down the street, meeting the business end of a blade for his brash approach. The tense moment was diffused with careful explanation, but the revelation of the group's earlier interactions soon flipped in an unexpected direction. Our trio found themselves led across much of the city and into the great financial district, by whom they discovered to be two armed members of the previously mysterious Le Pomever. This trek eventually led into what the group could assume to be the heart of Le Pomever operations in the city. Slowly grasping the weight of their circumstance, the party members declined brash actions and moved as they were directed. After delving into this decadent structure, a conference of some erroneous events of the party's travels resulted in an unclear audience in the very heart of the hub itself, Stories Underground. Boz, Craig, and Greta now stand in what appears to be the throne room below the ground, surrounded by guards and weapons trained upon them, awaiting a nebulous figure to enter the space and have their way with them. And with that, let's get into the session. My stomach is a little ouchy. All right, we back again. <laughs> Zachary's laughing at a really funny joke that Abby said. Funny Literally joke. a second before I hit record. It was quite unfortunate. <laughs> quite unfortunate. <sighs> All right, welcome to the final episode of Barely <laughs> Doing Doing. Um, I'm scared. We could probably Me teach too. Critical Role a lesson on wrapping up their campaigns pretty quickly. <laughs> Matt Mercer, if you're listening, this is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, where I'm are we? Terrified. Lead us, lead us back into the fray. Uh, well, don't don't we need the? Um, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Oh, our special <laughs> segment. It should wow. be, if your character was gonna have a funeral, what type of funeral? <laughs> 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 your character's gonna have a funeral. Oh man. <laughs> your character was gonna die. After the <laughs> All right, oh so gosh. welcome to Letter from the Editor, Yay. where the wonderful editor of Letter. our podcast, Woo-hoo. Melanie, asks our characters well, a question. Wouldn't. So Sorry. give it up, everybody, for Melanie. Yeah. She's good. Here she comes. She's up right here. I didn't come up with this question, though. So You cannot say that's against the rules to admit. 
How are you comfortably reaching that? I'm not. Every, <laughs> really not. Everything are you Spider-Man? Oh, we did the fifth. Tom Holland? Tom? I was about um, to say Tom Hanks for some reason. I, Tom Hanks. I get Tom Hanks <laughs> and your wife mixed up constantly. Like six-year-old Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man, but he's got like arthritis. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's so sad. He's just a, any age he's just a terrible <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> he's out of shape. <laughs> Um, okay, question. Uh, question for your characters for this week is, who would be the top artist on their Spotify rap? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I think that he would listen to lo-fi music. Oh. So he doesn't really know what artists they are. He just kind of has it. That feels right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't have any recorded art- artists no. or playlists. He just like, yeah. He just finds the lo-fi girl on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, wow, it's winter this time. Cool. And like, he just like, <laughs> <laughs> empty, empty head, no thoughts. That feels Aww. right. <laughs> that's so but, but in like a wholesome way. Like, <laughs> not a stupid way. That's, that's But in like, you know, he's not. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so for Craig, I'd say that his top artist was Katy Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Okay, and I'm not like a Katy Perry fan. So is Fight Song is by her, right? That's right. I think like, this is my fight. Okay. No, I actually think I that's not her. I, I hear him listening not? to California like Girls, to be honest. If, like, that's Wait, the can box you please double check? Because if not, then Dark Horse. This but, like, is my fight. What about song? Friday night? This whole intro segment is um, how much can we flirt with copyright? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, that's why oh, Rachel Flatten. So. Never mind. It's still Katy Perry. No, Craig oh, thinks it's Katy Perry. That feels right. Yeah, it feels like I think Craig's favorite artist is somebody that's just wrongly credited. <laughs> He's like, I'm a big Katy Perry fan. <laughs> he only knows I was that the one top song. 0.5% of Katy Perry listeners. I think um, that Greta's top artist would be Panic at the Disco. That I feels like right. Really? Yeah. yeah. That feels right. But, really? Yeah. I was thinking Kids Bop. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're not Craig right now. So that was a, just a, that was an attack from, from you. No, because from... at first I was like, Craig would listen to Kids Bop. And I was like, no, that seems like something Greta would do. Like, Obviously. Mm-hmm. As we all know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so which NPC do we want to listen to? But it's like it's like like Panic at the Disco from like eight years ago, right? I feel like it's everything. I feel oh, like okay, it's like the it. emo stuff, and then also like the new one that he did. Also with the pop stuff, the Taylor gotcha. Swift. Like I feel like it's all of them. Okay, let's hear the girl that took us in. Not the girl, the lady, the the La Palmavere <gasps> yes. soldier who took us oh. in. Oh yeah, that let's character hear... with so much breadth and personality I that I can rely upon. The, the bookshop keeper. <laughs> oh, you know oh. what? That would be good too. Yeah, let's do the bookshop keeper. Could you do that? I need you guys to make a choice. Okay, no, all in favor of bookshop keeper, raise your hand. <laughs> I. Me. Hey, look, that's 100%. Um, <laughs> Except for Melanie. I don't know what she, what she didn't vote. I don't get a vote. You get a vote? What would she you like? get a vote? Um, I, think, uh, I think the shopkeeper, I think the Tomes and Text uh, lady would um, be really into like classical. <gasps> oh. Um, uh, and maybe like, I think she would, I think she would both like, um, like Yo-Yo Ma playing uh, classical music but collaborating collaborating with more uh like modern artists mm-hmm. and also probably like the piano guys i feel like she'd be like really into them what about that the... what about like minecraft what about like mine you know like those oh. minecraft parodies Are those oh. oh my gosh could we just sing an entire one of them? <laughs> all the tabuski soundtrack basically <laughs> you thought this was a dnd episode no we're just singing the minecraft parodies that's it that's all i've been to parties where that's all we did wow <laughs> that's beautiful house. really <laughs> We sat there and just sang Minecraft songs. Minecraft karaoke? I'm down for it. No, yeah. They were screaming it. 
so loud <laughs> after watching the B movie, of course. <laughs> the best movie. Don't ask me about my favorite movie because. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. Okay, okay. We're, hey, we're getting it out now so we can have a serious session with true. strong story elements. Hey, it's y'all's. It's y'all's thing. The game is whatever you want it to be. Alrighty, well, are you guys ready to ready to ready no. roll? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. let's okay. jump in. Alrighty. <clears throat> well, um, uh, the uh, you guys are opening back up in the bottom of this um, very decadent, fine building um, that you're not uh, that you don't know the name of in the financial district of uh, Port Resplendisant, and um, you all have been uh, led down. I know I already did like the technical summary of everything, but I'm just going to try and set this moment for you guys. So um, you guys have been led uh, into this this bottom room. Um, it looks if I'll remind you all that it looks like a it looks like a throne room, uh, like a very small one uh, underground. Um, everything is white marble uh, with gray staining and uh, around the space. Um, extremely dec decadent, smooth, clean. Um, there's a slight stairwell running all along the edge, and all along the edge here there are twelve guards um, stationed uh, at sort of equidistant positions. Um, and uh, they're not, uh, as we said last time, they're not in the like very formal royal dress of like a royal guard. Um, they uh, they each just look like sort of um, members of Le Pomme with hide armor, and uh, they look like they look like people you wouldn't run in, want to run into in an alley. Um, uh, uh, various races and weapons. Many of them are armed with uh, rapiers or short swords or hand crossbows. Um, and they're just all around the room. Uh, and then the three of you all are standing here in the middle. Um, there's this central red rug. And you guys are actually a bit closer, but for the sake of spacing it on the board, <laughs> I put each of you guys on a separate square. Um, but you're on the central red um, uh, uh, red silk rug in the middle of the room. And, um, or I'm sorry, uh, red carpet, not rug. Um, and uh, next to you, um, the drow woman who led you in is standing here. So Boz, you're here. Greta, you're here. Craig, you're here. And then that orc woman with the very heavy crossbow is standing back here. Um, and then the three throne seats are right up here at the front of the room. Um, they're each uh, sort of a very finely polished marble. Um, they're not sort of like extremely opulent, they're, but they are uh, unequivocally thrones. Um, and there are two that are sort of about a couple inches off the ground and one that's about half a foot off the ground in between the two. And the red carpet leads all the way up until just a foot before those thrones. And um, you all have been waiting here in silence for quite some time. And uh, we'll say about like four minutes. Um, Which and, feels like a lot longer when you're standing in a room yes. discarded. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are feeling the tension. And uh, the drowned woman has um, uh, cordially, if threateningly, told you to simply wait where you are. And um, the, uh, the orc woman uh, uh, has a very soft smile on her face. And she's about... 15 feet back with the knocked crossbow. Let's, uh, can I set the stage real quick? Or like- I don't know what you mean by that, but yes. I feel like um, in the last episode we did, we mentioned that um, the Brass Company was an organization we ran to, into in, in, in a, uh, an adventure we did before we started recording in a town called Legath. Uh, but we were actually wrong. Uh, we did oh, yes. not run into the Brass Company in Legath. We got confused over the names of the organizations in the world. We actually ran into La Palmavere. <laughs> this this piece people in uh, uh, in that adventure. So the letter that we have that we thought was from the brass company that we kind of like told them that we met is actually them. Um, so just to kind of put that in perspective. Which, yes, that was important. I didn't think yeah, to say that. Yeah. So that that happened. So we did not run into the brass company. We did in the morning. That's who uh, Greta So last to. time when, uh, when the orc woman and the drow woman were sort of like informally interrogating you guys in that waiting room, that yeah. like speakeasy like bar space on the top floor where everything's you know uh 
cordial. Yeah, and, and probably open. trying to go back there one um, day if we survive because it looked pretty. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it a very nice space. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole interaction could have been uh, an end goal for you guys instead of a very dangerous situation. You know, like um, when you're like trying to do like a skip, like in Mario Kart or Rainbow <laughs> Road, and like you try to like jump across the track, like with a mushroom. That's what we're trying to do right now. Yeah, and I mean, you guys could technically turn this into a positive, or we could fall smart. off the. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, so yes, when you were informally interrogated there, uh, and Boz mentioned running into the brass company previously, um, the whole thing that kind of took you guys from hot water to oh crap, it's boiling, um, that didn't happen. Um, and so that's just for a listener. Um, that's just knowledge yeah. based on the actions that the group will take. Um, uh, now, technically speaking, it's up to you all whether or not your oh, characters yeah. have put that together, but just context for a listener. Um, uh, and so, um, armed with the knowledge that you guys have supposedly run into Brass Company telling them uh, that, that there was work here in Unsin previously, and also hearing Greta say something about meeting a Brass Company operative saying that there was work in the city this morning, um, you guys are waiting here on, on the red carpet. And um, it is a very uncomfortable silence in the room. Uh, the, uh, the many... Uh, guards on the side um they're leaning over and talking to each other so i have them stationed in very exact positions but they're not being terribly formal many of them are leaning up against walls um some of them are walking back and forth to each other chatting a little bit but they're doing so very softly you guys can't quite make out what they're saying at any given point and every time they're talking they're talking in uncinium um and uh, the drow woman is waiting there um in a relaxed stance but with a hand gently on on the hilt of her rapier and the orc woman is the only one who seems to be sort of uh, with baited action with the loaded bolt do we still have the book on how to speak Uncinian? Uh, you do. Uh, I don't think we should take that out. I don't think so. I don't think you should need that. I mean, you could try and pull out your um, uh, intro to French book and try and learn the I entire feel, language. And <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if we make any movement to reach for anything, you know, like when yeah. like you're at like a traffic stop, probably shouldn't make any. Yeah. Hands. Um, just... So you guys are in the space. I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, for you, you said that she was smiling. Is this more sinister? Make or... an insight check doing checks hold on we need dicey boys have my dicey boys dicey boys they're stuck (laughs) (laughs) it's not coming out what what dice do Ah! this feels like craig pulling out his dice (laughs) (laughs) maybe i am craig i'm really not i swear you guys Hmm. what was it five wait 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 so insight would be oh i need my character sheet insight's gonna be under wisdom Okay, so I have, it's a six. <laughs> okay. Um, so Craig is just sort of standing there nervously. You turn a little bit and your head shifts across your shoulder. You look back um, and she's still back there, very large and muscular in her armor. And she's just, um, she's just sort of smiling at you with like a, and you're having a lot of trouble reading um, the intention behind that smile. But uh, she's holding the very large heavy crossbow in her hands. Uh, and it's just very gently, almost aimed in your direction. She's is it just big, smiling. Is it bigger than a bed box? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, the whole crossbow's about two and a half feet long. Um, and it looks like it would weigh about 20 pounds, maybe 30. It's very large. Okay. Oh my gosh. And the bolt is about I'm, uh, a foot. I'm sweating. And okay. <laughs> Guys, so don't... Craig, a little sweat is beating at your forehead and dripping down the sides. The highest dice they can roll for damage is a d12, so don't worry. It's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How many times they you can roll? Tell them that. Anyway, <laughs> are you guys doing anything? Greta is no, just here. looking like her head is probably like she's looking. She's Guarding so interested. Scanning the space. Okay. I'm so curious. Are you looking for anything in specific, Greta? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. I'm looking for anyone like a, I'm looking for a familiar face. I guess. Okay, make a perception check. Perception. 
Okay, so you while you're sitting there quietly in the very and it's very tense and awkward. You could hear a pin drop, um, but uh, you you make a very thorough scan of the room and nobody's like like you you're able to like turn and look around. Nobody's upset with you about that. Um, so you scan the drow woman in great detail. Um, you see her as, as she did previously with her tight um, pale silver braids across the back of her head, her blade at her side, the slight um, hooded cloak draped down her back, and her tight leather armors, the clasp of the pomave on one side. Um, the orc woman's back there in her similar very dark heavy leather armors studded um, with her like cape um, you scan all around the room you do not see any familiar faces um, actually you know what Greta odds or evens evens um, and I'll roll it with the special dice to Ooh. I'll use that as the opportunity for Landon to plug that so as Zachary's rolling we bought a set of dice that is kind of blue and gold well, it's blue and copper and um we're going to give it away on the podcast to try to help people be aware of it. And they're really pretty, and we're using them in the session. So they were... Yeah. yeah. So well, I'm sure we'll plug that more at the end, but yeah. uh, we this is this is them being live play used. Yeah. yeah. So. so they might be the dice that kill us. So <laughs> Did you say Yay. odds or evens? Evens. Uh, okay. Uh, you do not recognize anyone. Mm, dang. Um, uh, so what no, a lot of unfamiliar faces. Yeah. But there's all sorts of people all around the room. Um, uh, some people look like they could be, everyone's wearing armor. Everyone has weapons. Um, uh, but with a 24 perception check, you notice that there's vials on a lot of people's belts, belts, vials of pale liquid. And, um, a couple of the individuals as they're standing there are sort of like uncorking the vials, pulling out bolts, dipping them in the fluid, um, reholstering them into their, their, their hold of, uh, bolts for hand crossbows and then recorking the vials. And uh, many, like four or five different figures in the room are doing that. Is this like a, like a casual, like familiar movement? Very. Okay. Very, very. Everyone's doing it very calmly. Um, but it is like many people around the room are doing that right now. Um, it's a professional army. They uh, got to keep their stuff polished. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I'm um, sure they're just polished. Just got to be like, you know, some kind of polish or something. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not like something. Um, oh, and, uh, but no, you don't recognize any of their faces. Okay. Okay. Wait. <gasps> Craig can see magical things, right? That is well, actually, Craig. Wow, wow. Yes. we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, let Round me make sure my that boy I have that, that that you don't have to do something specific for that. Um, so wow. let me pull that up real quick. Oh, way to go, Craig. We had a player meeting before this, and our, the comment thread was like, Craig, don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that was the consensus I'm of like, Craig, out because... uh, don't. Don't make conflict. And I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can do this a number of times per uh, per long rest equal to your proficiency bonus, which I think is plus two right now. Yes. Okay. So uh, two times today, you can do that. So if you want to, you can expend a long rest right now and I think look it's around. a good time. Like, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. For sure. I'm going to enact that. Now don't tell us what you see. But... Okay. Um, so Craig, <laughs> uh, yeah. you, as you're sort of like nervously standing in the space, you sort of try and steel yourself a bit and breathe deeply. And um, you uh, you decide to sort of will some of those magical powers that you've recently received. And um, as you do, it's an interesting experience because um, you you are so Craig. You're very much the same person. And for all of Boz and Greta's talk about like being dead now, um, you know, you feel much as you did previously. Nah. But you you are still getting used to the odd phenomena of um, 
basically breathing when you want to and not really needing to, uh, just breathing when you speak, uh, which is a very strange sensation that you're getting used to, but you are, you are growing accustomed. Um, and as you stand there quietly, you just sort of take in a breath and you inhale and you focus gently and um, you hear in your head, um, open your eyes. And as you open them gently, um, they feel, they look the same, but all of a sudden you can sort of like see the wound. You know, you know um, in The Dark Knight, when uh, Batman gets those like sonar goggles and he can see the space. No? No, I haven't oh, seen Batman, shoot. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, well, uh, the room sort of gets washed in this wave of light to you. And as it's like sort of like a, like a beacon of it goes out from your eyes. And as it crawls and, and like flows over the space, it like sort of back, bounces off of any magical objects um, and lights them up a different color. And as you look around, you see uh, Greta and uh, Craig, you see, or I'm sorry, uh, Greta and Boz, um, you see, Boz, you left your magical items in the room, correct? Your, your, the, the bread bag? Uh, yeah, all the magical items except for the Stone of Sea are on me. So I had the Stone of Sea on me. Oh, like, but all the others are in the room. But all right? the other ones are in the room. <laughs> okay, like, so you see, oh, no. you see the sea stone um, light up in one of his pockets. Um, and uh, you see um, the, oh, did you leave the bee box or you have it? The bee box? You're, uh, no, that's beep. on me. Crate, you're trying. Yeah. Uh, so um, that lights up. Um, uh, Greta's symbol, her um, holy symbol lights up. Um, uh, and as it washes over the space, you don't see anything else on anyone at the moment light up. Not even the vials? No. Okay. Not currently. Science is the scariest well, magic there is, though. That was a waste yeah. of my time. Well, you gotta, you gotta shoot your shot. Um, that was a good, like, that was good. Or powerful magical effect. Okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, no, nothing, nothing else lights up at the moment. Wow, that's good. That means that you know that like, it's. I'm hey, not gonna give you any advice. You gotta, you've just gotta use your your features, and yeah. then when they when they yeah. work, they work. When they don't, they don't. But um, otherwise, you guys are just standing in the space, and it's it's awkward, just standing there in the silence. Um. Are we? When do the people come out? Does Craig say that? No, no, uh, no, no. Of course not. Of course I'm just, not. I'm just not going to say anything until people I'm come out. I'm just going to look around. I'm going to look at everything. Okay. Probably twice if I have to. If I have Alrighty. time. So Greta's like curiously scanning the space. Yep. Um, uh, Craig, you're sort of nervously looking around. Boz, you're standing still. Eventually, um, a door on this uh, left side of the chamber goes and opens up backwards. And there's like a sound of like a of armor being walked through. And um, an individual comes out. Uh, he's very large. Uh, he's probably about 6'4". Um, he's got uh, wide, broad shoulders. Um, he has a very large, squared face with a very big, thick, wiry brown beard, very tight and gnarled on itself. Cut well, uh, very, very cleanly, like shaved to portions, but the sections where there is hair are very dense and thick. And he's got very thick, heavy features, like a real, um, you ever, you ever see someone in real life and you're like, that person's a lineman? <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> um, and he has this large, heavy brow with thick, bushy eyebrows and um, uh, these really strong cheekbones that are very low uh, and wide and broad. And um, you can't see the rest of his hair or anything because there's a large uh, silver helmet on. Um, but it is not, Greta, you notice, it is not in the design of the Solar Scale of Soldiers. Um, so it's very smooth. Um, and then he has very heavy armor on, and uh, there is imagery of um, of a bear sort of carved into the chest plate of the armor, and it's full plate. He like he's in like a knight's full armor, 
And he has uh, this huge weapon by his side, um, just for the sake of it. I think it's a great sword, but let me, let me check. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yes, yeah, he has this huge great sword at his side. It looks like the sword is five feet long. <laughs> um, uh, it's taller than Greta and, and Craig, uh, right? Yes. Um, or actually, I'm sorry. It's strapped. It's strapped over his back. Oh. Um, and it's in. It's in like this. This like silver gilded sheath. Um, and it has this wide, broad, flat handle and this large hilt. Um, and he comes like sort of uh, clomping through the space. Um, and he stops and stands um, on. So there's the three cen- uh, central thrones here. He doesn't sit in any of them. He sits on the furthest uh, right side, left to you all from the side of the room. Um, and he does not sit down in any of the thrones. He just sort of stops and stands next to them. And he stands sort of at attention. And uh, as he enters the space, um, uh, head and shoulders above either of you, um, and, and slightly taller than you, Boz, he looks out over the space and he sort of makes eye contact with each of you all, scanning you all. And then he just sort of looks up at a wall across the room. And when he walks in the room, everyone, everyone still remains slightly casual, but everyone straightens up a bit. And everybody sort of calms down their chatter. Um, so he's just standing there. No other words are spoken. Um, and you guys wait about another 20 seconds. And then, coming in the space, there's another sound of like... <laughs> this sounds a bit higher. Um, not quite as, as low frequency of a sound. And another person comes in in armor. Um, this is also full plate. Um, so a full suit of armor. But Greta, you do notice that this is very much in the style of the Silver Sail soldiers. Um, uh, it has the sort of um, uh, layered metalwork of many um, sort of uh, ringed pieces laying over each other to look like scales. Um, but this is more intricate and opulent than any of the armor you've seen. There's like finned crests coming off of uh, the top of the helmet and going down the back of it, coming off of the side of the shoulder pauldrons, up the gauntlets. Um, it's very ornate. Um, and she uh, she has a rapier at her side. She is a tiefling. Um, she has... Uh, uh, like so, so dark and deep red skin as to almost look violet. And she has two ram-like horns that are coming out of the front of her head and curling back over the helmet. And the helmet is designed in such a way that there are sections in the front of the head of the helmet to accommodate those horns as it was specifically designed for her. And the whole helmet basically sets on in such a way that as she puts it forward on her head, it can like the the horns sit into it. Um, So it's got this amazing design where they sort of grew through on the sides. And, um, she has very sharp features. Um, she has a tight, sharp no- nose and a pointed, harsh face. And her her uh, her chin comes down so sharply as to almost look pointed. And she has thin, slitted eyes um, that are completely uh, pale pink with no pupils um, or irises. And uh, uh, you can see a bit of very dark black hair spilling out of the sides of the uh, of the helmet. And there is a thin tail whipping back and forth behind her as she walks with sort of like a, um, uh, a um, spaded end. Um, and uh, so she sort of walks across the space. She walks around the thrones and she, um, uh, as she walks in, her eyes very quickly, she has a very stern expression, her eyes very quickly scan up and down each of you all, um, reading you all with great detail as if she's taking you guys in deeply, reading all of you in but a moment. Um, and. Uh, she, and after she looks over each of you, she makes eye contact for just an instant. Looks over each of you, makes eye contact. Looks over you, makes eye contact. And then she turns around and she sits down in the throne furthest to the left, y'all's right. Oh, so they're both uh, sitting in thrones? No, 
the large man is not sitting in any of the thrones. Okay. He is stationed uh, next to the furthest right throne. She has sat down directly in this left throne. Okay, so she uh, looks like silver-scaled soldiers. You don't know. How well, do I'll tell you what, make an insight check, boss. I thought you said she was dressed like the silver she, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. She is very much in that armor. Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate this character. Like, I won't make the perception check, though. She's really cool. Um, a natural 20. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yes, she looks like uh, she walks with an air of, of importance and confidence. And the sort of confidence that doesn't come to someone very pompously and posthumous, er, pompously elected to a position, she um, has the quiet confidence of someone who has earned every... Um, all of their accolades with expertise and strength. Uh, okay. she, ha- she has the air of a commander. And as she walks up to the throne, she unbuckles her rapier gently and sets it down on the front of the arm and then sits down on the throne. She crosses her arms in her lap and just sits there. And every moment, the, the large man is sort of looking all around the room, always scanning everything. Every moment that she's sitting there, she's making eye contact with one of the three of you. Um, and uh, it's very piercing and sharp as she does. Um, and then you guys wait there. And you wait, and you wait, and another two minutes go by. Um, and then after an, after a little while, there is a um, and um, coming trailing after this last open door, which closes behind her, um, is a woman. Uh, you can hear what were that? What was that sort of higher like? Were heeled shoes. Um, you can't see the shoes, but you can make out the sound. They're hidden b- beneath a, um, uh, a thin, soft black dress. Um, the woman who comes into the room has very pale skin. She's not very large, not very imposing. Um, she's maybe 5'5". Five, five. Um, and uh, she is wearing this, um, this very elegant, sleek, black silk dress, polished and reflective almost, um, that has a very high collar, which frills up and some pale, thin white lacing all around the neck, and then clasps in the front with a little silver button. As it goes down the neck, it reaches out into broad shoulders that end very sharply, and it comes down across, and it, the whole thing is very tight. It's not a, a pencil skirt. It has, it has room in the legs to breathe and move, but uh, it's a very tight dress. And um, it has silver, genuinely corded silver lacing all the way down um, where th- one side of the dress would sort of like loop in the front and there are silver buttons with the little hand of Le Pomavere, tiny, like imprinted tinily on each of them, which is not a word, but anyway, um, uh, holding together the dress all the way down to the waist where there is a thin corded silver belt. And uh, the, there's silver lacing all down the arms going back and forth and all of these fl- beautiful flourish, um, flourishes, uh, designs. And then at the very edge where the, uh, uh, the sleeves of the dress wrap around um, the uh, the wrists. There is more um, pale white, very soft silk um, uh, ruffles out of out of the edge there. Her hands are very thin and delicate, pale white, um, and she is she is very pale white. And she has ginger freckles all across her nose, um, which is a very thin, fragile looking nose. She has soft, um, smooth cheeks, um, a gentle chin, very tight, thin red lips. Um, she has very deep, deep, bright, verdant green eyes and thin um, ginger eyelashes and brows. And she has deep ginger, like um, like the inside of a fire um, hair that falls very elegantly down her, her shoulders and her neck. I mean, looking like someone showing up to a red carpet event. Um, and it sort of falls all elegantly down her on her shoulders. And she walks all the way to the front of the room. She doesn't look at any of you all. Um, and she turns around and sits down in the central throne 
stepping up both steps. And she sits down very elegantly and gently and clasps both of her hands in her lap. And as she enters the room, everybody straightens up. And everybody stands still and straight and looks forward. Um, she sits down on the throne and the door closes over here and no one comes to sit in this though. And um, looks like it's an election year. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> and there's a small area of silence, yes. Um, on that third lady that came in, besides the emblem of La Palmavera, was there any other kind of like insignia or? Make a perception check. I think I'm gonna make one too. Because yeah, I'm looking. Sure. Mm. That was a, that was a fifteen. I got a twenty-two. Okay. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, well, it looks like you're breaking your curse today. Um, <laughs> both of you guys uh, can notice that she has on one finger um, a ring, a thin silver ring. Um, it doesn't appear to be actual silver though. Um, or I'm sorry, not not silver. <laughs> Excuse me, gold. A gold ring on her finger, um, and uh, it has. You have to really squint, but you can notice that there's. Um, there's a small image of like a droplet of something, and the droplet is an inlaid, inlaid ruby. Um, uh, so it looks like a water droplet almost of an inlaid ruby or something in the gold set ring. Um, and that's on her left hand, on her middle finger. Hmm. Um, Can that's I the make a history check to see if I remember that we received the ruby and that it wasn't the brass company that gave us the note? Yeah, uh, <laughs> or you can just know that. Okay. Yeah, it's character oh, knowledge. Man. Was there any, so no animal? You didn't see one. Okay. Yes. Um, but she is sitting there softly. And um, uh, as she sits there and everyone gets very um, still and quiet in the room, the orc woman, you can hear the shuffling of her armor as she like sort of straightens up behind you all. And the drow woman stands very straight and like grips the, the pommel of her, of her rapier very firmly now. And um, uh, the, the very large man in the armor doesn't need to straighten up at all because he's been standing at attention the whole time. And the tiefling woman actually relaxes a bit now and sits back into her throne a little. And um, the thin pale woman in the middle, um, excuse me, the tiefling woman begins. Uh, and she says, um, uh, what is the word? Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, the tiefling woman uh, addresses you all and she says, welcome to la Corazon V, you will address the Countess with respect. You will speak when spoken to. Your lives would be forfeit otherwise. There's another long pause. And the Countess, uh, she never breaks her posture. It's very gently sat. And um, the, the woman in the middle, small, pale woman speaks and she says, Welcome. I I'm Countess Marie Sanglant. Welcome to the heart of Le Pamavé. Who are you all? Um, I'm. My name is Boz. Um, I'm Craig. My name is Greta. Welcome. I have been told by those who work for me that you all have spoken of the press company being present in our city. Not only present, but in formidable congregation, offering you all possible services here. I would like you all to elaborate on this. Um, I, I made a big mistake. Uh, I'm not from here, and I got confused in my travels. It was actually you guys that asked us to come meet you all here, not the brass company. And I pull out 
the letter. Uh, so the moment you sort of reach a hand to the side and put a hand on a pouch to pull it out, um, there's a slight shuffling and rustling all across the room. You can hear um, uh, the wooden butts of hand crossbows meeting hands, and you can hear people shuffling in their armor. A stop. Um, be like, yeah, you yep. freeze. Yep. Um, she raises her hand gently. Everyone in the room relaxes. She waves her hand as if to continue. I reach slowly into my pouch and I pull out. So you pull out the small slip of paper. Um, is it still bundled around the ruby that was within it? Or um, have you taken that out? I have the ruby. Okay, so you have this, but you have the slip of paper. Yeah. Um, uh, you pull it out. Uh, the drow woman uh, sort of walks across. Um, in, or no, she's standing right next to you. So she reaches out a hand for you to put it in it. I reach um, out, I give it to it her. it and she takes it. Um, she strides across the room um, to the countess and uh, offers it forward. And the countess reaches out, very daintily takes it from her, unrolls it. Rolls it up. Just puts it on the arm of the... Or I'm sorry, she, uh, the drow woman takes it back from her and then returns to her position. She says, hmm. I'm told that you all um, met someone from the brass company today. Is uh, that out the of case? Out of game real quick. Mm -hmm. um, DM, how would she know that we met someone from the brass company today? You don't know? Oh. Well, she didn't um, hear us talking about it. Well, uh, heard us talking about it. you do know that the drow woman disappeared downstairs for a while while you guys were waiting in the lobby mm -hmm. upstairs. Um, okay. Okay, never mind. Okay, back to the game. But also, for the record, uh, if I ever have a character know something, it's usually because they know something. I was just wanting to um, elaborate because I know we talked about that beforehand, but yeah. I, I now realize that. Um, all good, all good. So she has asked. She has asked the question. And she's waiting. Gwen is nodding. Would someone please get to elaborate? I was hungry this morning, and I went up to. We're staying at um, the Warm Hearth, and. Um, I think that's what it's called. Um, and I was hungry and I wanted to try some of their morning bread. And I went up to a table and I asked to have some bread and I talked to them for a while. Um, and they mentioned that they were part of a brass company and they gave me um, a little a little coin. Would you please produce that? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to shuffle around in my pockets for a while. Okay. And it, then... You have to check three or four, but you pull it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, the drow woman strides across to you, examines it. Um, she doesn't, she just looks at it. Um, she motions for you to turn it over. You do. She sees the three lines. She nods. Um, she turns around to the countess and she says something in, in Uncinium that you don't understand, but you do make out a word or an, something, a word that's not in Uncinium. And she says, uh, Thimnan. Um, T-H-I-M-N-A-N. Uh, and then she goes back and stands where she was standing. Um, and uh, the tiefling woman pipes up now and says, What were the appearance of the individuals that you met? Um, give me one I'm second. so glad you're the note taker, because I would have been I like, Oh, they looked like, and then Boz explained. Mm -hmm. <laughs> give me one. Ah, I really want to like know this. Yeah. Did you write it down? Um, okay, yeah. So, um, there were... This is Greta now. Um, there the were tiefling four... is just watching you, piercing yeah. eyes. Um, there was one human. He named, His name was uh, Brecken, if I'm remembering correctly. 
there was another really grouchy lady um, named Balik, and there was a, um, a, and Rebecca's thinking really hard of how to say this in the most delicate way, a cat person. Um, and his name was Kedrim. And I'm pretty sure there was one more dwarf, but I don't remember his name, and he was pretty nice. And it looked like the, the cat fellow was, it, he seemed to be the leader. Um, the tiefling leans over to the woman on the highest throne, and she says, um, the chain stewards. And uh, the lady on the throne nods, and she says, uh, they are permitted in the city. And uh, the tiefling woman nods and sits up. And uh, the pale woman now, she sits back a little bit. She's still, it's almost like she's incapable of sitting informally, but she leans back a bit more on the throne, pulls her hands a bit closer to her, and she says, uh, the individuals you have described are permitted within Portage Bandiso. And if your story is to be believed, for which there is strong evidence, then there is no real threat from the brass company here. I'm sorry for causing such an alarm. It is all right. You are probably new. The brass company is our counter and opposite. We are at rival with them, and they stay where they are, we stay where we are. There are certain of their individuals permitted within our borders, of which the chain stewards are some. Um, but in the future, please refrain from so recklessly speaking of possible threats to the city. And as a word of foreboding in our borders, if you are oppressed, with delicate situations, try and make sure that your details are quite clear. As you wish. Hmm. Princess Bride theme plays in back. Um, <laughs> I know. So I look deep and lovingly <laughs> into her eyes <laughs> with a stare of a thousand yards. I'm just, um, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> no, I, I roll for um, <laughs> roll for Wesley. <laughs> I am the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> roll for bad mustache, but great character. Um, uh, he's a wow. wonderful character. That's a hot terrible. take. I'm I sorry, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have said something like that. I uh, shouldn't speak the truth. It's controversial. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, there's like a pause, and the tiefling woman uh, leans over and whispers something into the pale woman's ears, and well, who she has she has introduced herself is Countess Marie Sangla. and the countess leans back and whispers something back into hers, and the tiefling nods and relaxes in the, in her seat. And the, um, the uh, pale woman continues and she says, um, what are you all doing in our city? Um, we are here for uh, different reasons individually. Um, I'm looking for help uh, in regards to some bees that I have and I'll let the others speak for themselves. Take it away, Greta. I am, I met these nice fellows um, in a uh, in a town and I'm really just kind of hanging out with them just exploring yeah I kind of got kicked out of my house um, so I'm hanging out with these dudes and working and you know trying to find out who I am and all that fun stuff I like it you like it I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry that was out of character that was it <laughs> that was towards Munkin <laughs> um Okay, and uh, she uh, 
No, it's gently. Hmm. Your camera's city. Well, um, welcome to Le Pommeret. Um, you all have clearly simply made a simple blunder, and unlike the brass company, we do not make our success off of unnecessary violence or incredulence. So, please, learn from the experience, but we would love for you to enjoy your stay in our city and have a positive experience. Um, and then her eyes flip momentarily to the drow woman. There's a pause. The drow woman nods. And uh, Countess uh, looks back to you all. She says, We do need to be sure, though, that um, we are receiving the truth. And then she looks at you, Craig. And there's a moment of long eye contact. And I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm -hmm. Oof. Big Holy oof cow. moment. Fourteen. Okay. <laughs> There's spells. Fun. You feel um you have Do a positive. I get no, wait, wait. Uh, saving throws are gonna be at the top. Can proficient in saving throws. I don't um that's that's okay, so strength. So you're, is you're proficient in wisdom saving plus throws? Plus five and then there's yeah, yeah, for wisdom what do you have? I pl uh my, from right here. Right there. What? So it's at the top oh. of your wisdom category. Oh wait, wait, okay. I'm sorry, I'm slugging you. It's okay. Okay, never mind. It's a plus one. Nice. Okay, so 15? <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um, Craig, as you're standing there, um, you're like looking at her and her eyes are, are gentle but, but intense and there's this sort of wash over your mind. And it's like everything in your head relaxes a little bit. And all the stress over the situation that you were feeling releases. You feel a bit calmer. And all of a sudden, you have this slightly pleasant feeling in your mind and in your heart. Oh my goodness, the Countess. You know her. She's your very good friend. You would do anything for her. Um, and while she's sitting on the throne, you hear in your head, come, kneel before the throne, Craig. And um, you uh, entirely uh, entirely certain, did, of course you would, um, Craig, without speaking, strides from his position and walks away from you all. And uh, Craig, you walk across the room and you just kneel down before the throne and you all see Craig do this, um, uh, and um, he just suddenly, like she looks at him for a moment and he walks away from where he's sitting and kneels down before the throne. And um, she says, Craig, are you being completely truthful with us about all that you know? Yeah. And you feel the compulsion to speak very honestly. Yeah, I've been pretty transparent. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you feel would be important to tell us? Any other important information or hidden things? And all I'll say, Craig, is that um, you feel very genuinely compelled. Like you you know this woman, you trust her. Um, so you feel compelled to answer all of her questions, honestly. So she, she asked that question. Well, I don't think there's anything. Wonderful, Craig. Would you please uh, wait? with Mr. Alandre to the right. Sounds pretty great. And Craig, you stand up and you walk all the way over to the man uh, sitting in the large armor. And um, you hear in your mind again, please, Craig, on your knees. And you comply and you get down on your knees. And she says, um, again, you hear in your head, um, please 
take off the gauntlet on your left wrist. And uh, you just comply and start unfastening the gauntlet on your left arm. So you two see that Craig has begun doing all of this. Um, just sort of without any other explanation. And you've heard the things that she said aloud, but you've heard none of the things that Craig has heard in his mind. Um, and uh, uh, she looks back up to you all, and she says, um, So, what's made La Pomme do for you all? Um, well, do y'all still need help with something on the letter? I got my words mixed up, but so far our experience in the city has been really great, and uh, we've really loved it. We all even got matching tattoos. I love the, the leading tapestry. That room's very great. He's a very kind man. I just want to make sure Craig is okay. Your friend will be well. And um, uh, there's another pause, and then a door on this side of the room <laughs> opens up, and um, two men come out. Um, they're larger. They're carrying um, a uh, sort of a stone anvil with an inlet, gro an inset groove on the top, and two clasping rings on one side that look like they could be flipped over and locked into a mechanism. And they carry it across the room and they <laughs> set it down next to you. And um, as you're sort of undoing the gauntlet and you've gotten it off your left arm and you've rolled up your, uh, you hear in your head, please roll up your sleeve, Craig. And you agree? How could you not? And you roll up the sleeve and um, the two men lay the anvil before you. She says, please lay your arm down. And you comply in your mind and you lay your arm down, and uh, there's a and two clasps are laid down across your wrist. And the two men walk back out of the room, and the large man with the sword just has a hand resting on the palm, and he's just looking down on you all. And um, uh, then uh, you just hear in your mind, thank you, Greg. And um, you feel the wash leave your mind, and you sort of regain clarity. And you get the feeling that your mind was momentarily dominated. And you, you, you awake to find yourself kneeling on the ground with your arms sort of fastened in the stone anvil. I just, I look at Vaz with like complete concern. Just, I just, I'm like. And you can, you can gently hear the like of a metal gauntlet squeezing as the very large man next to you just, um, just sort of, his hand is on his hip and, or no, I'm sorry, he's holding his, his wrist like this. And you just hear one gauntlet sort of squeeze or uh, around the other as he just looks down at you. Very piercing gaze. Um, sort of communicating like, uh, stay where you are. I, I don't know what to do. So Craig, you're there. Um, well, Craig, you are there, kneeling with your arm clasped in the mechanism. And the countess looks to both of you all and she says, I was being entirely honest when I said that we would like to have positive relationships with everyone who comes into this city. And I am very convinced that you all have told me the truth about everything. But I need you all to understand something else. Everyone in this city is my responsibility. It is important that I care for everyone here and the assertion, the role of our organization is intrinsically bound to the success and well-being of everyone within our borders. Many citizens rely on us, and it is important that we continue to maintain respect. So I apologize for the unpleasantness of what will come next. But know that it does not come from malice, and that we would like to have a positive relationship with you. 
and she smiles and um uh uh she simply says in following um uh it is important that impertinence from the brass company does not enter our borders and from out this door opens again and another uh a woman walks out she's uh she's dwarven and she has um uh, very tight braids and um, she's wearing this thick, heavy smock, and she is carrying a brand, a heavy metal iron brand, which is glowing orange at the end. And it has the symbol of Le Pomme on, on the head of it. She walks across the space, and uh, she walks until she's standing in front of you, Craig. And um, uh, she pulls out a small wooden rod, and she says, would you like to bite on it? I have a choice. Certainly. Just for the sake of your tongue. Okay. Open your mouth. Oh my gosh. You open your mouth and she puts the it's a small wooden dowel and you can you can bite down on it. And um there's no other word, no other hesitation. She just picks up the rod, places it on your forearm and and it burns into your arm. In a single moment you have known some of the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. Is it sears into your skin and you all can see Craig his arm tightens and he sort of compulses against it and the very large man simply pulls out a hand and rests it on your shoulder and sort of holds you in place Craig as you involuntarily try and move I'd like you to take a point of fire damage oh my gosh um, and uh, you just sort of under the dowel and the wood creaks a little bit under your teeth as your molars bite and press into the wood um, and uh, there's and she holds it there for a moment pressing against the arm and then she removes it and the arm is smoking, and uh, the the flesh is very red and cracked at the edges and raised, um, and it starts as it starts cooling, it starts rapidly turning pale, um, and uh, you sort of, and the woman reaches over and pulls the dowel out of your mouth, and you, I mean it's out, and you're, and uh, she like simply resheathes it, nods at the countess, walks back out of the room, and um, two guards from the edge of the room come over and they. Or one guard, and then clasps your arm free of the mechanism, and uh, the two men come back out of the side door, pick up the stone anvil, carry it back into the room, and the door <laughs> closes behind them. The guard returns to your position, uh, to his position, and uh, the large man standing there says, um, "You are free to return to where you are standing." I run back. Okay, to Craig, guards. you run back to place. Your arm is yeah. in agony. You pick up your gauntlet with you as you go, and you're, you're standing there now. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm like. I want to convey that I'm not just like running, like I'm tripping and falling, like yes. desperately trying to get to where Greta like, is. Like falls at some point and, in the room and gets back up. And I'm just like, I just hold on to Greta. Um, your arm. I'm your, like absolutely like, I'm like, I'm like absolutely like. Sure. Just um, fully. And you're doing everything in your power not to let okay. anything touch your forearm because it's burning. Yeah. Fire damage is where? Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just damage. I, I'm, uh, it's just a, it's a. A classic tendency in D&D &D to say the type of damage in okay. case people have resistances or are vulnerabilities or any other number of degrees, but so the kind of damage is always said. So it's I just would damage. just take this number. You just take a point of damage. Okay. Yeah, that's all. All right. Um, so uh, the Countess says um, that Craig is a mark of um, debt. Uh, we would love to have it cleared for you. So you may do a service for us. Why me? Uh, you say that, and around the room, there's 
as like like six different crossbows are loaded and all raised up at you. And uh, the tiefling woman from her throne leans forward and says, You will speak when spoken to. And the countess raises her hand again and, and like waves it and a bunch of crossbows unnotch and lower from around the space. And she says, It is all right, Craig. This is an overwhelming experience. We need you all to do a favor for us. When that is completed, we would love to provide resources to you. Again, a positive relationship. We have a problem to the east. The Kafkins have invaded La Malibre. We need you all to go ascertain some specific information for us. When you bring back this information, which my associate will brief you on, the tiefling nods, um, you will come back and you will be branded briefly once more. I apologize for this discomfort. A small mark, additional to the one on your wrist, which will identify yourself as having completed your debt. We would love to reward you financially at that time. Uh, I... Thank you all. Do you have any remaining questions or inquiries? Mm-mm. Nope. She rises from her throne and uh, everyone in the room sort of like stands to attention again. And she passes back around the edges of the throne, back out of the side of the room. And uh, uh, the tiefling woman, uh, uh, the, the in all the armor, <clears throat> uh, uh, sort of relaxes in her throne. And everyone in the room relaxes ever so slightly as she leaves the space. And the tiefling woman looks at you, Craig, and says, um, uh, the Kefkins have landed in La Libre. They have waged a front against them for the last few months. We need you all to go to their borders. You will return when you have ascertained either the position of General Vashnezan or General Dolgoth. When you have found either of these individuals, you will return to us, tell you what you have, tell us what you have learned in reconnaissance, and we will compensate you appropriately. If you all decline this work, if you do not fulfill your debt to us, you will be found. Those friends you have made this morning will find you. They will bring us, they will bring you to us, and we will have a less pleasant conversation. Are we understood? I nod. Right now, we are technically on a job for you guys to deliver some ledgers for somebody. Um, Am I understood? Oh, yes, ma'am, of course. Uh, we just want to make sure that we um, sort that out, and that someone lets them know that we're not I'm sure that you all will figure it out. Okay. Wonderful. Please, our associates will escort you back to the lobby. She stands up from her throne. Uh, do you react on such a way? No, okay. no, that's me. She stands up I'm from her throne. Uh, and she back out from the room, and the large man follows. The three of them disappear. Um, and uh, at this point, all the guards around the edge of the room sort of relax a lot and go back to sort of leaning. Um, three of them leave and go out the door on this side. The others just sort of meander and loiter a bit. And the drow woman um, uh, leans into you, Boz, and says, congratulations. 
you all have lived, please head back up the stairs. You'll have a more robust conversation. The detail is there. Okay. She gestures her hand. And um, the three of you all are free to um, leave the space, head back up the stairs. The orc woman looks vaguely disappointed, and she <laughs> unknocks the crossbow and oh, puts so one of the bolts up. that's why she was and, smiling. And uh, straps the crossbow on her back. Um, she looks a little put out. And uh, uh, the three of you walk back up the stairs. You wind up the staircase. As you uh, go up, you pass by some other individuals passing down. And uh, eventually you reach um, the top of the staircase and enter back out into that lobby area. That was, <laughs> was gnarly. Oh my gosh. Well, Craig, have fun going doing that reconnaissance. <laughs> you're, you're the only one branded. So I'm going to go do the other mission that we had. And uh, we can just cut to you whenever it's time. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> Smash cut to Craig. Zach, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to have Craig killed. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry if you kill me. If you kill me right now. So you guys have. Craig's arm uh, is smoking. You guys have entered back into that large lobby area. Um, you guys come back out the door um, like directly adjacent to the large mahogany bar and all the drinks up on the wall. Um, all across the room, there's those large tables. As you guys enter, um, uh, you know, a handful of eyes from the room draw to you guys gently and go back to your topics. And. Um, the orc woman uh, looks pretty upset and frustrated. Um, and uh, the drow woman simply turns to her and says, um, let me get back to the part of the character sheet that has people's names. <laughs> oh, hold on, guys. Um, uh, uh, she simply says, um, uh, go get us a table, clerk. You'll shoot someone else another day. And the orc woman simply, it is not fair. And she um, clops across the space. She goes sits down at a booth. And uh, the drow woman says to all three of you all, um, we will sit down and have a conversation. But um, would you all like any drinks? I, yes. Can we get something? Could you have like uh, something to help any like uh, to help with burns at all? Mm, I could get you something that would disinfect. Yeah. Probably wouldn't feel very good. But... That's okay. <laughs> all right. Um, and what would you all like to drink? Milk. Okay. <laughs> you a dwarf? No, no, no. Greta's, she stares down. Greta's about. She's thinking of like she's looking at all the yummy looking bottles, and then she's remembering. Hmm. She's. Hmm. I have um. I have some milk. Suit yourselves. Go join the orc, and she just sort of gestures upward. Um. And uh, uh, the orc woman is is sitting cross armed at a booth across the room, like on the other side. Uh, those ones that are along the edges, not at the the tur- the, the um, circular tables where the very finely dressed people are, are sitting in the lower area in the middle. Um, and she's just sort of sitting cross-armed at a bar, glaring at you guys. Um, do you guys go across the room and sit down? Yeah. Okay, right. pause you straight across. Oh Craig. my gosh. I'm gonna go when Greta goes. I'm gonna like hold Craig's hand and like take him by the shoulder. Okay. And, like, Your hand is and- tiny in his. <laughs> <laughs> me and Craig are like, like inseparable <laughs> okay do you guys do you guys stride across the space yeah okay so eventually eventually you guys walk across and you go sit down uh, it's awkward and tense um you sort of like do that side shuffle thing you have to do to sit in booths <laughs> where there's multiple people and uh the drow woman's at the bar for a little bit um speaking is, to the bartender what does the space smell like um it smells like uh, well, it has a number of smells, and there's there's a clinking of glasses all around, and the sound of trays being of items being placed on metal trays. Um, there's a, a thin, dim, uh, like 
What is the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. There's a thin air of chatter all around the space in multiple languages. You can hear multiple languages being spoken. Um, you hear some Uncinian. Uh, you hear basically every language you know, um, except for celestial or primordial or whatever the other one is. Yeah. That one you don't hear. Um, you hear a lot of the common ones and you hear a bunch of languages you don't recognize. Um, uh, but uh, the smell the smell is of multiple different kinds of drinks. You get faint scents of um, different perfumes and maybe a cologne or two, um, but mainly over the whole space, um, there's, a, there's a general smell. Um, I almost can't put my finger on it, but do you know the smell that you get when you sit in like just a really fancy restaurant and you can't even tell, like I couldn't tell you what the smell <laughs> is, but you know how there's kind of a smell? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like when food hasn't been brought out yet, but it's just got like the smell of like fresh pressed like silks for a table and uh, like just the smell of upholstered leather. Okay, well that smell. Okay. Um, uh, but that it's just sort of a, min a mixed mingling um, uh, smell profile to the place. And so you guys are just sitting down at the table and the orc woman is also sitting there. Well, I want to add, there's probably a small <laughs> smell of oh, like, sorry, yeah, burnt flesh. Smell of burnt flesh, <laughs> smell of burnt flesh. yeah, sorry. Gotcha. That is very prominent, it smells bad. Um, okay, not um, not having a good time, you guys. So the three of you guys are just at the table, kind of awkwardly for a moment, and the orc woman is sitting there. So, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Sorry, no, no, Make no. a persuasion check, right? Oh, oh no! Oh no! I got a thirteen. I have a really good new color. I don't know where anything Charisma. is. Charisma. Uh, charisma. Oh, I have horrible charisma. You do. Um, yeah, no, I have, it's just 13. Okay. Um, it's enough. Uh, the Oracle Moon. Brain. Really? You know, I don't get to shoot people a lot. What does that have to do with green? I'm so sorry. You are some people green us. that you shoot? You're not very smart, are you? You should go hunting. I've had a hard day, you know. Usually I am. Today I'm ferrying you all around. I'm so sorry. But you're about not that. all you're That's not so dead. That's great. I'm so happy for you. It's just really awkward. <laughs> but hey, um, if we if you were to shoot us, that would be so boring. We were standing still. Like hunting, like that that's like not even like No, I'd get a kick out of it. Fair enough. Um and uh, it's just an awkward tension. Eventually the drow woman arrives back. She she has a very nice clear wine glass full of milk. And another one full of milk. She lays one down in front of Greta, one in front of Boz. And then she has um, a, uh, a small tumbler, a very nice glass tumbler with like these intricate little crisscross designs along the bottom of it that's full of a, a clear um, liquid. And she says, um, it's her friend's request. Lay the arm on the table. If you put that near my arm, I will cry. It's your thing, dude. But don't cry. Yeah? It's okay, Craig. It's okay to cry. Do you want it disinfected or not? You might, Hi. you might, it might fall off if you don't disinfect. It. Wait, DM, will I get a point of damage? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Ah. <laughs> okay, I have my arm on the table. She I'm, sips the, gra the like glass. People like my arms, apparently. She, uh, she slips the, uh, sips the glass. I can't speak. She sips the glass momentarily and then reaches over and pours some of it out on your arm and it's sort of like mm. out of the side and it, and it as it uh, lands across your arm. Oh my goodness, it burns you have to like pull your arm back really quickly and it, ah. it spreads really quickly across all of it and lands on the table and you sort of and it burns and it hurts it's horrible and then she still has about half of it left she keeps sipping oh, i thought down. she drank i thought she drank. Um, okay. did she drink she didn't she drank a little bit pour someone his arm and then drank a bit more 
That's not um, disinfecting, sis. Just let you know. I didn't say um, that. <laughs> say and, that. Uh, and she leans forward and she goes, wow, that was really something, huh? What the heck? <laughs> Respectfully. What? Why? Oh, Why? Um, well, uh, you brought up the most dangerous rivalry between two um, extra-legal organizations in the world with complete blatant confidence. And when we gave you opportunities to clarify, um, you told us that there was a hidden syndicate in our city. Um, I, my question, my question is, I've literally said nothing and known about nothing for the past, I don't know, whole day. And well, that's what was happening. But why, why my arm? Why not Buzz or Greta? Why was it me? I don't know. The Countess does what she does. My question, so, you know, you've got these organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, she do, sort of leans back into the booth. Do people not talk about them? Like, does this happen every single time someone says the name of the brass company? No, to be honest, I don't think I've seen anyone, and I really don't mean this rudely, I mean this genuinely. I don't think I've seen anyone do something that brash and dumb in a couple of years. So everybody uh, in the whole city just knows not to say those words. Everyone knows. Um, you can say brass company this, brass company that. Um, but saying it, chasing an opera down the street, um, <laughs> um. announcing that uh, you met someone from the brass company this morning, that they offered you work in the city, then later saying that um, you had gotten a job from someone else two separate occasions, that there was some sort of a contingent surviving in our city um, from our most deadly rivals. Um, it's a pretty bad idea. But for whatever it's worth, I'm sure you would have gotten worse from the brass company. So, And she picks up her glass and sips a little. Do you... Don't worry, everyone does something dumb once or twice. Have you ever met anyone from the brass company? I have. What were they like? Oh, um, I met a couple of very inane thieves, uh, northern in the Kadabak, uh, who ran into our ship. They're not alive now, but uh, met them. Uh, just between you and I, you can't prove it otherwise. I met a very charming man in Hong Kong. Uh, we were doing separate business, no need for conflict, but... Uh, so they're, they're not people. all bad. Oh, no, they're just people. But um, our organizations stand opposed. And to be clear, uh, they're just a bit less refined than we are. And um, oftentimes, if we're meeting them, they're trying to murder someone or smuggling a lot of drugs. You know, that sort of thing. But um, I'm supposed to tell you more about what you're doing now, huh? Huh. Have any questions about the assignment you're given? When do we need to leave? And, like... Boz was saying before, we have things that we need to do as well. Yeah, you were told you. me you were doing something with the Golden Anvil, yeah? Uh, not officially. What we, what we were doing officially, what we hadn't solidified yet, is that we were delivering ledgers from somebody in the, bra in the uh, there I go again, uh, somebody in La Pomavir to uh, another place. Who in La Pomavir? I don't know their name. I just know that someone on the ship that we're with is, is doing it as, as they were going to take us somewhere else. I'd like to pause time. Sure. Yeah, you can you can look through your notes. That's that's fine. Maybe that's not a session. Which I mean, I guess so we could do on the, the way. You don't know the people that you're working for. Huh? You don't know the people that you're working for? No, it was it's collateral on the ship that we're using. We just have to deliver the ledgers for the Palma, for you guys somewhere. Hmm. 
Well, I don't know how to help you if you don't know any of the details of what you're doing. Uh, I can get more details and Celigua. come back. It's... We're working with Seligua. Oh, no. the head of the Golden Anvil. No, that's mm-hmm. a different thing. Okay. That's not the job you are talking. No, about. that's not what I'm talking. Seligua is 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 who we were gonna meet, but we mm. haven't yet. Um, mm. What I'm talking about is the captain of our ship was going to be doing it in order. What is to... the name of your ship? Uh, the poor bat. And the orc woman sort of. <laughs> And uh, uh, the woman, funny? your name is called the poor bat. The ship's name is the poor bat. Yes. Well, what is the name of your captain? Uh, Spigoober. And the orc woman <laughs> that chokes on what she's drinking. The drow woman. Your captain's name is Spigoober. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, well. Mm. Um, Do you know him? No. I don't know a Spigoober. Is that your real name? Are you all joking with me right now? No, his name's Spigoober. He's really annoying and happy. If you met Spigoober, I would think I was joking if I met any of you. But again, it's interesting. Um, well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you could try and intertwine the two activities. Um, do you all have the ability to relay messages or a distance? I mm. don't, but I don't think it's that far away. Actually, no, it was in a very poor part of town. I don't think it's close by. No, I mean, if you go to La Mer Libre and um, you do the task, can you simply relay the information? I don't know. Some magical people can. Met someone who could do it once. Probably. Maybe we could. I'll tell you what. Um, you all look like you're not very experienced at all with anything. Um, so uh, some real hot water you guys have gotten yourselves into. But I'll tell you what. We're not genuine thieves nefarious mustache twirling people yeah so i will try to be as helpful as i can um you you need to do this thing you really need to do this thing um it should probably be done soon uh they're probably going to give you a month or two to get it done um or more accurately, uh, the faster you get it done, I'm sure the more you'll get paid. I don't know how much they're going to pay you, but they pay well. Um, but uh, if you don't get it done within probably a month, that's when people are probably going to come find you. Uh, and trust me, you don't want that. Uh, I mean, she wants that. And she points toward the orc woman who goes and nods with a smile. And she goes, but you all don't want that. So you probably need to get that done uh, pretty soon. If you can postpone your voyage or... Um, do that in concert with the other. You might want to put those activities together somehow. Uh, where where are the two places in the map, Zachary? Um, yes. Okay. So, um, and you all were given a map of Unsen, correct? Yes. So you guys can pull. We'll say that you guys pull it out and lay it over the table. And I'll tell you what. I'll put it right here so that you guys can all kind of see it. Um, where is my pen? Right here. Okay. So you guys are right here in uh, Port Spendisan. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so La Mer Libre is this infer- is this area over here? Oh, so so it's on the same continent. Oh. Mm-hmm. They, they they invaded the same part of the continent. So yeah, that's why Port Respondisant cares because the Kefkins have invaded Unsen. Oh, yeah. Um, so as as it's being laid out and she has the map, she says, uh, "If you want to have other questions about this assignment, this would be a great time to ask." So. Um, can we have a? Uh, we don't. We literally don't have anything. Uh, is there any like supplies or a sh- any ship or resources oh. that can be expanded? <laughs> no, that's your all's thing. Um, you have to get the task done. Uh, but information is what I mean. 
Oh. Oh yeah, how is that gonna work? Because we can't just go up to them and be like, "Hey guys, what's up?" You know, how are we supposed? Do you have to... any? Deep... No, I definitely don't recommend that. That's no, a very obviously good way not. To die. But yeah. like, do you have any deep you... dark secrets over somebody that we could use as leverage to bribe them to give us things to use? No. Okay. Is Lapoma there over? Like, are y'all on the whole continent? Uh, well, we range all across the Kalabak. Um, we have operations in Jazz, Zillion, uh, Duarn, um, and a lot of Unsen. But this is our base of operations. In the same way that the Brass Company can be found all over the Earth and Bloom. So why are you so stressed that the Kefs are invading? Um, well, because at this current time in history, where are you all from? The forest. Kind of. Ah, that adds up. Well, um, the Kefkins have taken over oh, half the world at this current time. Um, and uh, they tend to not take over places and say, oop, our bad, we'll only take some of it. They kind of take all of it. And we really don't want them to invade our uh, our country and city. So um, we would love to get information on their movements. Uh, we're already working at it all the time, but... Um, you all seem to really have a knack for getting yourselves into unfortunate circumstances, so I'm sure you'd be better at finding this than we would. Oh, that's really mean. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you... So, um, they're going to try and take over all of Unsen because they're going to try and take the world. And we would like to know where they are at. And uh, that is what you all have been asked to do. I'm sure this has been quite an experience for you. Oh my gosh, we just got um, back from the bookstore. What are we doing here? This is crazy. It's a dangerous world. Do y'all have any more questions? Like, I, I feel like we will you have, have questions. questions. This would be a wonderful time Where, to ask. How can we contact you guys? Because I mean, I'm sure ah, we have questions. That's a good question. Thank you. Um, there are a number of courier points across the city where you can have messages, messages sent by pigeons. Um, so you could find a message office at, uh, they're, they're probably every 10 blocks throughout the city, um, or maybe every 20 or 30. I don't know. You look long enough, you'll find someone. Uh, those will, those are sent between the key points and we have a small administration section here in uh, Le Corazon en Vais. So, um, we can receive, uh, messages that way there. If you have a magic send the spell sort of thing, you could send messages that way. You could simply come back here and tell us in person. That's probably what the majority of people do. Um, any of those methods would probably work for contact. Okay. I have a Landon question and a Zachary question. Do we... Did, is, is this outside of character? Yes. Sure. <laughs> do, is, no, Landon in the campaign, Zachary. The, the <laughs> other right. companion. Uh, would you describe Landon. your character? <laughs> uh, Landon is a six foot five, extremely handsome, well-built <laughs> man. It looks like he can build a shed on a dime. Um, <laughs> he carries a hammer around with him all time and exactly 25 nails. Uh-huh. And um, he can, can reclaim driftwood at a rate of 10 That's stacks. That's a terrible shed if you can build it with 25 nails. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or an extremely resourceful shed. Or an extremely uh, or a feat of modern engineering. Yeah, exactly. Or a small shed. Anyway. Yeah. Just... A dog. <laughs> I didn't say the size of the shed. That is true. You did not. Yeah. It's a toothpick shed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, does Kef have its own language? Um, uh, make a history check, Greta. Wow. 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 
Have you seen the video where it's like the lightsaber fight? Yeah, yes. Every time I see that, I want you to know I'm thinking of that. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I got a 17. Wait, let me double check. Holy crap. What are you? <laughs> I know. A human. You think that me it's sitting sweet. by her would like check. help just <laughs> take <laughs> some of that? Yeah, no. For whatever it's worth, 17. in our last in our last two sessions of Legend of the New Ones, uh, Janice, Kara's character, um, her roles, her only roles for the sessions have been a 31, um, a 26, a 30, and a 28. Ooh. Yeah. How do you get it? I get sixes. Yeah, you get sixes. Um, uh, so you are aware in the course of your travels at some point, maybe on a vessel, that you have heard that there is there is a language called High Kefkin. Um, it is not the language of Kefk. It is the language of Kefk's royals and military leadership. So the majority of Kefkins just speak common. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but their uh, their upper level leadership and their their upper echelons of society have um, a uh, uh, a separate language that they speak. Um, so the Drow woman uh, continues, and she says, um, "My name is Nasir, by the way, Nasir Seador. That's helpful nice. information." Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just I'm I'm worried about. How are we going to get into the Kevkin? Well, that is the thing that you all are being employed for. But, um, again, you are looking a bit clueless, so let me try and be helpful. Do you know who the Kevkins are? I, I am very familiar with what they, who they are. You? Uh, maybe. I think so. Um, so they are the empire that is currently taken over the northeastern hemisphere. Okay. She would not use the word hemisphere. No one knows that it's a globe. Um, uh, <laughs> it the is North, flat. <laughs> uh, she, they have taken over all of the northeastern portion of Yalabrim. Mm. Um, do you all know who the generals are? Mm -mm. No. All right. Oh, well, uh, good information. <laughs> so um, the generals, uh, the empire, and I don't know it all. Uh, I have some friends who know more, but we the empire... Wanted, can we hang out with those friends, please? I'm sorry? Could we hang out with those friends? Uh, well, I don't know whether I have to put this. <laughs> I guess we'll Maybe you're not really friends with them. Uh, I know you are like, new to the city, and if you want to do something like, you know, baking or gardening, I'm sure you'll be in way less peril, but if you want to continue doing what you're doing, you should really learn which bears to poke and which bears to not poke, you know? I can't believe I'm pitting you all. You're, you look like idiots, but <laughs> I, you're not the first people to get yourselves in a pickle. You could make this into a real positive. How could we uh, do that? Do the job. Get a bunch of money. Have connections to the little countess. Do you understand that the person you met is one of the more powerful people in the entire world just then? There yeah. are kings and queens with less influence than her. She looked very nice. Mm. Yeah. I like her her freckles. Me too. They are lovely. She had a really nice I don't dress. know how she does it with her hair. It's kind of frustrating. I guess when you have infinite money, you can get the best headdresses. Bet, well, I bet someone does it for it. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah. I have to do these buns all the time, and it's frustrating. A hairdresser probably does her hairdresser's hair. <laughs> See, you all are kind of appealing. You just have to, I don't know, think more critically. Choose and pick your battles. Okay. Is all I'm saying. Look, I don't know who you all are, but I get it. You're kind of funny and weirdly charming i'd love for you guys to move um she wouldn't i point to the uh the orc you point at the orc the orc goes mm, and like smiles and shakes her head like nope nope i wouldn't and then the drow woman looks at her and goes 
She doesn't care if anyone leaves. She's sort of the worst. And uh, uh, the orc woman just like sort of chortles and takes a big swig of ale. <laughs> um, uh, you get the feeling that they're probably friends and they have some sort of a rapport with each other. Um, but the drow woman continues and she says, um, you all can make the most of the situation or you can lay down and die. But that big deal on your wrist, it's a big deal. I would take it seriously. So can you tell it? So thank you. We, um, it's all good. We definitely, Greta says that and then <laughs> takes a sip of sure. milk. <laughs> you, have, then, you have a little milk mustache Yeah, going. I was just about, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. No, no. Um, Stole your milk thunder. <laughs> Munder. Sorry, I'm done now. Okay. I'm done now. Please continue your sentence. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she drinks milk and she continues. So thank you for helping and for kind of like understanding. You said that you could tell us about the... The Kefkins. Yes. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, I don't know everything. Uh, you could probably ask your friend from the Earth and Bloom. And actually, Craig, why don't you make a history check for me? Because you are from the Earth and Bloom. Wait a minute. You're going to roll Wait a, a d20 minute. and you're going to keep your history. Oh, it's, I'm just blind. Okay. I'm blind. <laughs> I have a six. Okay. <laughs> I'm, do you have inspiration? No, you burned yeah. it to... Is it checked or not? Checked? Interrogation. No, I have inspiration because I always use a smiley face. Oh, okay. All Aww. right. Um, well, I'm sorry. Seriously, I'm sorry. I don't know what's up. Uh, we have somebody. Well, I roll like this for whatever it's worth when I play and when I DM as as bad guys. I'm always rolling terribly. Man, that's um, a little bit better. That's ten. You did have inspiration. Yeah, I, did. I said I have a smiley face. Oh, okay, well, so erase that now. Meh. Meh. Thank you. Okay. I just don't like using English when we're like talking. Um, okay, and so you said you got a 10? Yeah, I got 10. Okay, yeah, you know, you have heard of the generals. You know that they're a really big deal. You know that they're like the leadership of the empire. Oh, yeah, you um, guys are like pretty, pretty important. Um, but that's kind of all. You you never paid too much to the Kefkin Don't politics. ask me more, though. Okay. It's <laughs> my favorite. Her live translation of what I'm saying. No, because they do that. This is, that's, yeah, a, that's a whole sidetrack. Okay. Anyway. Um... Uh, <laughs> um but she continues and she says, um, they are called the mighty hand of Kefk. It's really self-aggrandizing. Uh, they think they're all hoity-toity. But um, uh, I cannot stand the Kefkins. But um, there's five of them. I don't know all of them. Uh, I know that there is Vashnazan. He's been wrecking shop up north. Um, there's Dolgoth. He's kind of the worst. Um, and then I know that there's Elashla. I think she's the one who killed the uh, Yaslanian royalty. Um, and then I don't know the other two. Um, uh, but I know the most about Vashnazan and Dolgoth because they are the ones who have been racking up Lama Libre. Um, also, do you know what Lama Libre is? Nope. Are you okay, Michael? There is a spider on my hand. <gasps> a boy. I'm so sorry. It was in front of my face and now it's, I don't. <gasps> she blew it off. still there. Right? He's right there. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to derail this. It was like right in front of It's okay. It happens. No, we already derailed it. Don't worry. Yeah, it's, it's fine. The woman continues and she says, um, Vashnazan has a bunch of uh, really pretentious names. Uh, Earthrender, I think, is one of his titles. Earthripper or something like that. Um, 
I'll tell you what I know specifically, and then I'll tell you what I've heard. Is that you know helpful? why they call him Earth Ripper? Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's one of the rumors. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I'll start with concrete helpful information. Yeah. And the orc woman has just sort of like rolled her eyes, and she's leaned, she's leaned back against the edge of the booth, and she's falling asleep now. Um, and the drow woman, or Nasir, as you've learned her name, continues. And I'm she says... I'm about um, to start color-coding my notes. Ooh, let's go, that's Roto. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, oh, my leg. <laughs> is it falling asleep? Yeah, no, I gotta readjust. It's kind of another one. But the volume cord is attached to my computer, so I have to not unplug it. Even though I did nothing. Anyway. Um, uh, so, um, she continues and she says, um, What I know about him for certain is I'm pretty sure he was the person who conquered Vashtan. Do you know where that is? Mm-mm. Where is it on the map? Um, well, she goes, uh, Do you have a map on you? And the work woman rolls her eyes and like pulls her pack up from behind her and opens it up and lays out a big map on the table, like the one we have on our table. Um, it's right there. And I almost can I trade you pencils, please? <laughs> yeah. And she points to it and she says, uh, Bastan is right up here, neighbors to the north. So does okay. La Palma Ver have a big presence in, like, I mean, it seems like La Palma Ver is the governing. I'll tell you what, let's do this. Um, so down here, our spots, mm-hmm. all across here. I mean, we're not in jazz a lot because what's in jazz? But we work a lot over here. Um, this is the earthen bloom. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, yes, um, uh, the Kefkins. This is Kefk. The Kefkins have conquered this one, 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 these, this one, this one, this one. Uh, I think maybe they conquered that here. I don't know. Um, so they're bad news. Um, and I know Va- Vashnazan is the one who took Vashtan up here. And he has recently been wrecking shop up in the aisles. Um, I think he just got done uh, taking over all of those. And now he has been the one sent southward to us in Vashtan. Or, um, excuse me, in Unsen. Uh, he started with Lama Libre. That's the country over here. She pulls out y'all's map and directs back over here. Um, now, for your question, um, Le Pamave. Uh, have you heard anything about our politics? Because it gets complicated. A little bit. Okay. Well, essentially... Um, we're just really involved here in Port Lisbon, and then the rest of Unsin and the surrounding Kalabak is just sort of our territory. We work a lot in those areas, and uh, Brass Company stays north, we stay south. We don't have to kill each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sort of how we do it. Um, but uh, the credible information that I know is that he has recently conquered a bunch of stuff in the north. Now he's headed southward to us. Um, the rumors I've heard is that he's kind of the worst. Um, I don't I think know. you've said that about every <laughs> every one of them. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're bad. Um, what I've heard, I don't know if it's true. I've heard he doesn't use a weapon. I've heard he just kills people with his hands. Is he like a monk? Uh, a what? A person who doesn't use weapons, a monk? Sure, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the monk is. Um, but uh, I've heard he just punches people to death. Oh, um, it's like an ape without a key. You know, there's, there's monkeys, mm-hmm. and then there's and they don't have the key. <laughs> she, she laughs. That was out of character. That was. Oh, okay. That, was, that should be in character. <laughs> no, well, I don't know what a monkey is. Yeah, you probably don't. I think I rolled like a history check, and I like never saw a monkey before in the past. Wait, what? Did you do check. a nature check for monkeys? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't. When you guys know... found the monkey skeleton, right? Yeah, because oh, I didn't wow, know what a monkey weird was. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have notes, you guys. What's wrong with your gerbil? <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> oh, um, but she continues and she says I don't know um, and I've heard he's really big like really like big like huge I've heard he's a really big dude um, uh, 
And I've heard he's called Earth Ripper because I've heard he pulls out parts of rock and throws them at people. Oh, um, that's nasty. Yeah, I know. He's bad news. Um, uh, and then Dolgoth, as best as I can tell, he's like the Empire's assassin. Um, uh, there's a big rumor. I don't know. His tiles are ridiculous. They're like the wandering death or the searing agony is what people call him. I've heard that everywhere he goes, one person has to die or something. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's hype. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, so Physically or can it be like emotionally or spiritually or does it have to be? What do you mean? Like die like emotionally. Or, are you? Never mind. That was a dumb question. That was a bad. That was a dumb question. Is he a heartbreaker? That was a dumb question. Does he like lead women on or like? Man, I hope you guys survive. Um, (laughs) But that means you like us. Oh, you hope we survive. Yeah, you guys weirdly grow on people. I don't know. Yeah, we do. Uh, (laughs) Like a mold. (laughs) Uh, Like a fungus. That's you guys. That's your guys' party name. The infection. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're just fun guys. What can I say? Uh, DM to I'll be leaving. <laughs> I'll, if, I'll let myself out. What if we? What if our group name was like the mushrooms or something? Like that? I would love that. <laughs> we, could, we could come up with a clever mushroom. Yeah, we'll come up with a clever mushroom <laughs> pun. Think about, think when about I say it. we, I mean the person with the biology degree. We'll okay, come up with a all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, fungi were a really cool part of my biology, but anyway, um, <laughs> even though they're not plants. Anyway, neither here nor there. No, don't start. Don't start on science. I'll get so distracted. Fungus Um, are mammals, so. (laughs) Yeah, they milk. They have hair. Man, we made we made taxonomy jokes for years, and they were the lamest, dumbest things. Just like a coconut. Oh my goodness, Gutierrezia sorothrai, more like Gutierrezia soft guy. Ah, broom snake weed has strong weak root structure. Um, so uh, the um, (laughs) she continues and she says, um, uh, no one really knows anything about Dolgoth, um, because he's supposed to be all spooky and dangerous. Um, but we think he's the one who's been killing a bunch of people in the Malibre, sort of like they use him. He has, um, oh, again, I'm not a pharmacist on all of this. He has a bunch of uh, guards or like warriors with him, a small group, and they're called like the Black Knights or the Dark Blades or I don't know, something edgy. And um, they, I think they've been going around killing important commanders in Lame Libre. Ooh. And then uh, we think maybe he's gone now. We don't know. None of our scouts have seen him in a while, but we think maybe Vashnazan now is sort of marching around. Taking people with full armies. Um, so, that's what I know. What I can tell you all is, uh, if you can just head over there and uh, get a spot on them, uh, try and do it from afar or something. I do not know. However, you all need to do it. Um, if you can just figure out what their current position is, you can get your debt settled. Woo, you're good. Get a bunch of money. Go on with your lives. So, like, if we were able to tell you where that hole, the big angry one with the throws rocks, if we were to, like, know where his army is and tell you would be good yeah boom and he's a okay i mean he's probably pretty tall i mean he's probably <laughs> leading like a thousand troops so it huh. shouldn't be that hard if to we uh, we can't ask around because then they would know like oh man there's people asking around uh, however you all get it i don't know however you'll get the information well, you probably have a lot of experience with you know how well, would the you best do way it? to get information if you the were worst in our way. shoes how would you do it well i would start by not being in your shoes I'm sorry, I don't, you guys are kind of fun to pick on, but I'll pull back a bit. Um, uh, I'm kind of a sneaky lady. 
So I would probably, uh, I'm kind of hard to, uh, hard to find. So I would probably uh, move quietly in the trees, get information from La Melibrera in the area, um, and uh, try and ascertain their position. If you guys have something they can see over long distances, uh, I've heard of like a slidey thing once they can do it, I don't know. Get a look from afar, maybe. Um, that's probably what I would do. But um, I don't know what you all can do. A little bit of reconnaissance, send the message back. You're good. Make sure you come back for the second uh, thing. Because, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. I know it's not fun, but uh, if you don't get that rebrand, uh, you get found by somebody later, they'll think you still owe the debt. So, also come back and you'll get paid. That's good too. Nice. I know, it sucks. Okay. That's good. You use a lot of passive aggression now. No, it's just, I'm just not having a, a great day. I kind of woke up and had some problems, and uh, they just keep continuing to get worse. So, and it's well, not my fault. Really sorry. Yeah, it's whatever. Anything else I can do for you, Ella? I think that's about it. No? Uh, could, can, um, no, never mind. I answered my own question. Good job. Thank you. Right. For you. I'm proud. I tried my best, and I uh, got it. That's, you that's are good. sure you that's don't have to, to do anything else? Uh, need anything? Do you, is there is there something else that we need? Do you think we need anything else? No, I'm just uh, I'm kind of concerned about you guys. You look like you're kind of running around with your heads cut off, and I want to make sure that you've uh, uh, you've gotten all the resources that you can get. Greta pats Craig's head and says, "We are all very healthy." Okay, are, that's good. I actually can't say that with full confidence. Um, I have to tell you this guy, but I um I developed a cough yesterday. And oh my oh goodness. no, boss, yeah. are you okay? We are not healthy. We are not healthy. <laughs> You're <guys are> good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little short burst. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you just everyone's while you walking around. <laughs> and you're, otherwise, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Boss, it doesn't hurt or anything. It just. <laughs> sounds like a really ugly laugh he's becoming a goat <laughs> okay um okay. all right well i'm sorry you all have had such a terrible day i mean really it looked terrible um sorry i'm sure getting branded just feels bad yeah um, i'm sorry i'm trying to empathize i know I, I really want to empathize. I, I, it all I'm sounds thankful. sarcastic <laughs> it's uh, just i've been told i have that effect i apologize okay <laughs> well um good luck with everything you guys have um uh have a good one all right all right what time is it i think this is a good time to take a break yeah this is a great time like to break. all right guys that is where we're gonna end that episode and tomorrow tomorrow oh my what is tomorrow. today in some time. I'm like two it's Red Sunday. Bulls and one cup of coffee into the day now. <laughs> Sir! Um, we are going to uh, pick it back up on the next episode. How much? Never mind. And we are going to go assassinate a Kefkin general. Ooh. Wait. Um, wait, no, not. Is no. that the deal? Assassinate hey, no. just... We need to get information and I've then go back. Those, well, Listen, you're I've never had get... those character sheets for a long time. I'd love to use those guys to fight. Listen. Also, the other campaign would be very happy if you killed the generals. So I, I'm just saying, you're never going to get anywhere, Craig, unless you go once With to the bottom. With my people roles, are asking do you, you think it. I'm going to go like, rise this above. Guy? Craig, here's your ceiling, and you could just be like, 
like that. Craig, you gotta shower that ceiling. I gotta shower. Craig, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shower that ceiling, Craig. You gotta take a shower. I'm doing the, the 22 jump Craig street. Craig probably doesn't need like, a shower. Okay. Oh no, you took that bath. That's right. I took <laughs> it was a long Once bath. Once in a lifetime. It was my first bath. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna go I respectfully look at the Kefki generals from afar. <laughs> And then <laughs> respectfully walk back to. Uh, wait, did they say and that they were in a different continent? Or did they say they're in the north part of? They're like, in the north part of. <laughs> over here. They're okay. It's because not I thought you pointed that like they were doing stuff in like other other lands. Right there. <sighs> okay. Pee my pants. Cool. <laughs> and we're. I have my glasses on, but I think the I need people to know. Oh, so it's not that far away. Melanie edited it out. I thought we were over here. I don't think she will. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna say she no. Will. So we we literally Wait, could just. we make a bet? Hop, yeah, jump, yeah. and skip. I bet she's just gonna edit this out. I don't think she will. Okay. Because <laughs> 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 we're finally talking about like we can probably give uh, Melanie more of that work to do. We have a few things to plug. We have a few things to plug. We are giving away a set of dice. Um, that are very pretty. We haven't posted anything about it. I don't even know how I'm gonna do that. But Boom, I guess that's the sound of Zach rolling those dice. They're so Ooh. good. Zach, what is the experience wow. that you are having rolling those dice right now? Has your life changed? This thing rolls really high. <laughs> I'm not just trying to sell it. I I just rolled a 17, 18, 19, 20. 17, wow. 18, 19, 20? You can't not Basically, order, also a 13. it's the best dice you've ever heard of. Also, we'll write a short letter to you saying thank you for listening and uh, with the dice too. And a sticker. We're, we have stickers coming we in. Oh my gosh. Stickers coming in. And they look really good. Yeah, if you want to know what so they look excited. like, just look at the picture on the Spotify thing you're listening to or the whatever podcast thing and that's what it looks like. So if you don't like that, I'm sorry yeah. um, to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. All right. All right. Are Catch you on the flip. Break! <laughs> Break! <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs>